Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Husband and Wife Podcast. Wait, actually, that's not right. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Husband and Wife Talk Podcast. I'm Corey. I'm Alex. And today we are talking nails and fails. Yes, the nails and fails, along with some pros and cons of owning your own business. All right. But before we get into that, we're going to have a little Wednesday wisdom. Wednesday wisdom? Yes. What is that? <laughs> Tell me more. I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> um, both of us are going to share a tip that we have. Uh, mine is going to be a little bit more related to health, wellness, fitness. Yours is going to be a little bit more related to video production those things. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your Wednesday wisdom tip for us? My Wednesday wisdom tip uh, coming to you from the world of filmmaking would be to not be afraid to ask for help mm. and don't be afraid to not know anything. Yeah. Um, I, find, I have found recently, and uh, I mean, as I look back all the time, uh, <laughs> that people like helping. They do. Like innately, people just like helping. So if you yeah. come from a place of, hey, like, I want to be as helpful as I can, but I don't know how to do this. Is there a way that you can help me? I think you're going to get a lot farther and people are going to be like, I like that guy because he didn't pretend to know how to do this thing and waste everyone's time rather than just ask me and was like, oh, you need to learn how to do this? Cool. Let me just show you. Now you know how to do that and I can depend on you to do that because I know that I showed you how to do that. Totally. So my Wednesday wisdom would be to do not be afraid to ask for help and don't pretend to know something that you don't. That's a great one. Yeah. That's a great one. Um, my Wednesday wisdom tip is just speaking to the ladies. So I don't know what our demographic (laughs) is. I'm afraid. (laughs) Don't be afraid. Or gentlemen, if you want some insight to your sister, wife, girlfriend, friend, mother, whatever. It's important to be understanding, men. Yes. What Um, you got for us? Diva Cup has changed my life. Uh, yes, the Diva Cup. What is the Diva Cup? <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. Um, it is a cup that you insert <laughs> when you're on your period. Right. Um, I know that when women are first starting to you to get their period, it. I have known that a lot of people started with pads because inserting a tampon is can be uncomfortable or weird or whatnot. So I totally see that there's probably the same people thinking about that with the Diva Cup. It is kind of weird and strange. I will give you that. But you buy it once. They recommend you purchase another one every couple of years. I think I bought mine from Whole Foods for, I think, 25 bucks, maybe 30. I can't remember. But if you look at it as buying a box of tampons is probably about that same price. Honestly, I don't remember because I haven't bought tampons in so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get 50. 50 tampons. Let's say. Per pack. Yes. Okay. And that's the same price as a Diva Cup that I only have to pay buy once for two years. I don't ever have to worry about uh, spot bleeding, which you do with tampons mm-hmm. because the cup you, I, I like empty mine once a day, mm-hmm. maybe twice a day if, if, if I'm heavy, mm-hmm. but, um, I sleep in it. It's comfortable. You have to wash it, uh, with a light soap or you can boil it. Mm-hmm. Um, so in water, but it's very, once you get the hang of it, it's very, very easy. Um, but I do know some people are saying when I've talked to people about it, oh, well you have to like, what if I'm in a bathroom stall and I can't empty it and then rinse it off because that's what they suggest. Mm-hmm. If you know, you obviously you're not going to like walk out into mm-hmm. that's kind of weird. No. Um, what they suggest and what I have done is you wash your hands before entering and you just have to use a little bit more toilet paper to kind of mm. clean up a little bit, but mm. it's totally doable. I've done it. And trust me, ladies, it will save your life. It's so much better. It's so much better. <laughs> All right. Starting this episode off with some oh, heavy, passionate, some heavy talk. Pun intended, maybe? I don't oh know. Oh <laughs> my gosh, yes. Pun intended. Um, <laughs> Anywho, All right. that is my Wednesday wisdom <laughs> tip. And I'm not even blushing. Because feminine hygiene is important to you. It's important to me. That's right. Gentlemen, support your wife or girlfriend. Or sister or friend or... Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That does it for Wednesday Wisdom. 
Mm-hmm. And now what are we moving on to? We are moving on to pros and cons of owning your own business. Oh, boy. Yes. There's a lot of them. There are a lot of them. Um, on both sides. The, fir- the top three pros um, goes along with that saying of if you do something you love, you never work a day in your life. And I totally believe this is true. Obviously, there are days where you wake up and you don't want to do anything. Like, it's it's not the act of I don't want to go cook because I don't enjoy cooking anymore. It's I just don't want to do anything. I'd rather sit on the couch and hang out with you all day. Right. But I don't ever feel that I don't want – I don't wake up and think I don't want to do my job anymore. And I think that's what people struggle with and what keeps people – from potentially starting their own business because there's the fear of, I mean, there's tons of fears and we'll talk about that in a bit, but waking up to go to a job that you hate rather than waking up to do something you're passionate about. Totally. Yeah. I think, I think for me there, that, that statement is definitely true. And again, just for me, there are times where I'm like, that saying is bullshit because Mm -hmm. even though I'm doing what I love, it's still fucking work and it still sucks. Like hauling heavy sandbags and like, Oh, well, yeah. Loading in and out is like fucking awful. Yeah. But but the general idea of you would much rather. I mean, I think that when you were working at the Odeon. Oh, yeah. It was awful. And that's definitely something that if you're looking at my life as an owner of Hallelujah Productions or my life as a server at the Odeon. Sure. You are always going to say, I am waking up doing something I love rather than as you used to say, I'm waking up and being a penguin. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, being a penguin. Working at the Odeon. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, cool. I would say, I mean, just to kind of What's piggyback on pro? that, uh, on the pros, you can set your own schedule. Yeah, for that's the most pretty part. great. I mean, depending on your clients, but you can kind of pick and choose. Yeah. That's been really great. And uh, going along with that, I've recently tried to really dial in my schedule mm-hmm. and putting it, putting myself on like a routine, which has been kind of nice to like. Getting into that groove, understanding mm-hmm. what my week is going to look like yeah. has been unbelievable. Yeah. Like great for, for like, especially for setting sleep patterns, waking up and going to bed at the same time is so important. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Setting your own schedule is great. Now. Yeah. I was. I, yeah. Go I do go on, uh, going along with that. I do have some days where I'm on a shoot for 12, 15 hours, yeah. which kind of throws a wrench in it. But for the most part, yeah. the schedule is pretty set. Um, yeah. what about you? Um, I, yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I think you touched on something really important is making sure you have routines and a schedule because when both of us first started, it was just kind of, um, chaos, chaos of when we were working and, um, when we would see each other, it was kind of, we didn't really have that routine and then it just never, it never felt like work quote unquote ended for us. And that's again, something we're going to touch on a little bit later, but Um, it is really nice to set your own schedule. Sometimes I feel that, you know, because we don't have the nine to five Monday through Friday job, it benefits us in a way that if we want to go to brunch on a Wednesday, there isn't going to (laughs) be, you know, uh, um, a lot of people and it's not going to be crazy, but sometimes I don't know if you feel this way. Um, because I work or we work on a Saturday and or a Sunday, sometimes I feel like, well, I don't have days off, but that if, if my work, my weekday, like if I have a Wednesday off, for example, it's, I sometimes don't have that mindset of this is a day off because it's not a weekend. Do you ever feel that way? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel that way. I feel that way a lot. Uh, the tip, I think one thing for entrepreneurs that kind of goes out the window, if you're working in a creative environment is that you don't like weekends are not really like a thing in terms of like, Hey, I get off at five o'clock on Friday. Yeah. I don't go to work till 9am on, on Monday, Monday morning. Yeah. That, at yeah. least in what we do, I mean, yeah. is not a real thing. Yeah, but if you can spin it on a on a positive of, yeah, maybe I don't have the weekends off, but I can have a Wednesday, Thursday off. And right, right. my partner, significant other friends, and I can do things without the crowds because it's not a weekend. So that's kind of nice. Yeah. Um, another pro, as corny as it is, is helping make dreams come true. Helping make the dreams come true. Yeah, I mean, that's, definitely. that is very, very inspiring to me that I can help people. Like when a client comes to me and says, I've, I feel so much better in my skin. I love that I've learned new things from you or I'm able to do X, Y, Z, whatever it is. That is really, really inspiring and definitely helps fuel my passion. Yeah, I think 
that must be pretty <clears throat> insane when someone like is telling you that you've like physically changed their bodies in a way that's yeah. like, I mean, ha- probably going to help them live longer. Totally. You know? Yeah. Um, I can't, I can't say that I do that on a daily basis. <laughs> um, but I think the idea of like helping people who maybe have had a vision for a long time. Yeah. I think maybe for you, it's like, oh, I've had this vision of like being this weight. Yeah. Like for me, it's different in that um, I've worked with a lot of people who are like, I've had this vision for this project for like the last six years. Yeah. And I've never known anyone. I just have never known how to make it. And so for me, uh, coming alongside and being like, yo, this is a great idea. Let me make it yeah. with you. Yeah. Um, uh, had a girl, uh, uh, friend Anna who had this project um, called By Night it's about burlesque dancing and like the juxtaposition of a day job versus going and doing burlesque at night mm-hmm. she's like I have this whole script I have this whole idea and we concepted it out we shot it it like got nominated for film festivals and none of it would have happened if I wasn't just like hey let, let's let me make this, this for you <laughs> yeah. you know and so and and now it's being shopped around as like a docuseries so like that for me is so cool to hear, yeah. you know, cause I'm not involved with the project anymore, but to be the one that kind of like picked up the ball and was yeah. like, I'm going to take this from you for a minute and yeah. like not take it from you for a minute, but like, I'm going to, I'm going to block for you, you know, mm-hmm. kind of in a football reference Yeah, has been really cool. And we've done that with a lot of our clients. Like we'll do Kickstarter videos, like basically on spec because we love the idea. We're like, Hey, yeah. you should make this. This is how much we think it's going to cost. We'll make the Kickstarter video for you for yeah, free. That's great. Because we believe in the project and yeah. then we've made it. We've done that four times now. Yeah. And it, they've been successful every time. It's I mean, amazing. hit me up if you have script ideas. Yeah, um, totally. I think that's a yeah, great, you know, it's kind of a cool tool. thing that we've done. And, uh, you know, looking, I think looking back on my life, that I'm going to be very proud of helping people accomplish those things. I think that's one of like, if that's what my legacy looks like, then I'm going to be, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, and the more that I can continue to help people do that, uh, the better, the better, I think for sure. Totally. Um, so now let's, (laughs) now let's go to the cons. (laughs) I promise we'll end on a high note folks. We will. Uh, some of the cons are, uh, for me, Paid vacation. Yes. You don't get that when you're first starting no. uh, a business as an entrepreneur. But but you can make it that way if you plan enough. Yes. So I think that's the beauty in this episode is all of our cons and or all of our fails you can learn from and grow from. So yes, there is not someone else that is paying you for a vacation. However, you are in control here. You are the boss. You are the CEO. You are the hirer. You are the everything. Which is a daunting task. I mean, that's it a thing. It is a daunting it's task. Much but easier you to can just be control. Like, hey, Bob, I'm going to be in Barbados exactly. for 14 days. And I'll just, I'll expect my checks to be arriving as yes. normal. So great. Yeah. But... Just a little bit of a tinge every it time. It would I hear be a heck it. of a lot easier <laughs> if you could go to Bob and say that. Yes. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yes. Um, I think another one, and this kind of more applies to you. Uh, yes. Would be yeah. no help when you're gone. Yes. So you if you soul. take vacation, there is no one to pick up your slack. But I will touch on this a little bit later. Um, but yeah, you have that because you have Nathan and Shelby, Shelby and yes, to help you. But for me and someone, hello, Franklin. Our cat, <laughs> Our cat just jumped cat. up on the counter. Hi, sweetheart. Um, she's Hi, really baby. confused. <laughs> Hi, baby. Um, yeah, if you're gone, there isn't really anyone to fall back onto, and that also play, plays into you're not really making money while you're gone, i.e., no paid vacation. <laughs> Yeah, no paid vacation can be, a, I mean, can be a hard thing. I'm lucky enough to have Nathan, who is uh, the most on top of it business partner anyone could possibly ever ask for. Uh, and he picks up the slack uh, when I when I am gone and uh, vice versa. So I think, yeah, for me, it's a little bit different. And also, just as a caveat, too, um, if you're just listening for the first time, we're very early on stages in our business ownership. Totally. So this doesn't apply to everyone. This only applies to us and yeah. whatever you can take away from it. That's great. Totally. Um, the what's, what's the last con? Our last con that we came up is with. A, it's definitely a learning curve for everyone. And now Jude jumped up. Hi, Jude. <laughs> um, is there is no clocking in and clocking out. What, what, can you expound on that a little bit? Why, yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just going to, I don't, this is where my brain just went. When 
Corey and I both worked at Starbucks, it was a that's just a typical you clock in, you clock out, you're done with your work when you clock out. There's nothing that you have to take home. And there are jobs in the to make it easier, I'll say nine to five uh, world where you do have to take work home. So I know that doesn't apply to everybody, but I talked I spoke with um, we have a couple friend of ours, Amy and Jordan, and he is a photographer and she is a dance teacher. And we talked about well, how he's, he's a he's a professional photographer. She is yeah. a she's a professor at a university. Yes. Just to be clear, just to be clear. Sure. Yeah. Um, we talked about how you you do have to set hours for yourself or else you are always working. It's very hard to on a quote unquote day off for me. It's hard to put my phone away and say, I am not going to respond to emails. I am not going to work on the blog today. I'm not going to da, 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 because this is my time off or else I never feel like I have a day off. Yeah. There's yeah. always going to be work to do. Sure. Okay. So moving on from pros and cons, we're yes. going to bring it back up to <laughs> actually, our fails. we're going to, we're going we're gonna to start gonna low start. and end <laughs> high. So let's talk about some of our fails. And again, all of these things can be flipped around. You know, it's a glass half full, glass empty. You're always going to learn from your fails. So I, I personally can see all of these fails as nails because I, we have both learned from them so much. Right. But at the time they don't feel real good. What are some of the fails that you have learned from? Uh, some of the fails I've learned from, oh man. Um, well, uh, last year, two years ago, two years ago, two years ago, two years ago, uh, when Hollywood was just starting out, we got a contract to do a network TV show for their YouTube channel. And we started doing the whole planning process and we were working with a lot of seasoned veterans. And when we got on set, I was so overwhelmed and kind of just like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing (laughs) that it, um, it did two things. Number one, it was like, uh, I was, it was like, am I, should I be doing this? Am I doing <laughs> the right thing? Like I legitimately was like, yeah. what the fuck am I doing? I don't yeah. know anything. And, uh, that was a big scary moment. Um, when we were doing that. Um, and it was kind of when I realized like there is a, there is an astronomical amount of things that I need to understand because I don't. And it's super yeah. scary. And again, that was kind of one of those moments where I was like, I can either pretend to know what I'm doing or ask for help. Mm -hmm. And it was in like asking for help, you know, kind of like to turn it on the other side. I was like, I had to ask for help Mm -hmm. because I was the, the, the guy in charge, the the guy running Um, the show. Yeah. So that was a big uh, fail for me that kind of catapulted into a learning experience. Mm -hmm. But definitely at the time I, I came home that first night and I felt like shit. I was like, Oh man. Yeah. Do you feel like you, um, like broke off more than you could chew. Oh my God. Yeah. However, that, ha- that gig has gotten you such great yeah. networking connections and future jobs. Yeah. So again, it right. can be spinned into yeah. an effect. Well, I think it's also how you, how do you handle adversity? Yeah. You know, um, and I'm lucky enough to be well equipped with enough tools to kind of identify, Yeah, you know, nothing's ever so bad that it can't be overcome. It's just like, I have been trying to learn how to kind of be patient and just say, okay, let's take a breath. I'm not going to solve it in the next 30 seconds. How can I overcome this? Like, how do we, you know, how do I ask for help? Who do I need to talk to? And that was, I mean, yeah, that was definitely a fail. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, that feeds into another fail that you were going to mention. Yeah. Um, taking on projects to keep the lights on. Um, you know, owning a business, there's overhead. There's a lot yeah. of, there's a lot of fees that go into owning a business that maybe if you don't own a business or you think about starting one that, that kind of, you don't think about monthly subscriptions online for storage and mm-hmm. programs or CRM or whatever it may be. Yeah. It's like that adds up and then rent and then. And that means that sometimes you have to take the jobs that might not be your most passionate jobs, the jobs that you don't necessarily love the most, right? but it gives you what you need to do those passion projects that you love. And at the end of the day, uh, even though you're doing a job, you're not super stoked on, it's doing a job in the field that you want to be in. And there's always something that you can learn from it. But sometimes when you're looking at 
sometimes you just go and shoot stuff and you're like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And I don't want to fucking edit it. I don't want to touch <laughs> yeah. it anymore. Yeah. But, you know, you can, I mean, I've tried to pick up something from every job I've done. And I mean, and for the most part I have, but taking jobs to keep the lights on is, is a real thing. Yeah. For, for every uh, creative, uh, for every filmmaker, for, I mean, just about anyone in business. Everyone yeah, has a client I can, that they're like, I can this say sucks. that too. Yeah. yeah, I've definitely had to work for people where I thought, damn, I really wish I had not picked up this client because they're high maintenance or unhappy to please, which is kind of the same as high maintenance, or it's not doesn't fit in my schedule or whatnot. But you in the beginning, you have to sometimes take those jobs that you don't really like because... You have yeah, to keep, gotta, you have to keep burning. You have to keep running. You gotta eat that. You gotta eat so it. So what's a last fail for you that you've really learned from? Oh man. <clears throat> uh focusing I mean this is kind of a filmmaker specific, but focusing on gear rather than story. Um what camera what, am I that using? That was a fail for you yeah. because you were focusing on yeah, gear rather so than So there were things where I was too focused on what am I shooting it on? How's it gonna look? You know? Mm-hmm. What lenses am I using? who is the camera operator I'm working with or, you know, whatever. Because why spend so much money on this beautiful, amazing equipment when maybe the script is not so good. Yeah. Yeah. And that has happened. I'm not going to name names on projects, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, yeah. And had I taken a little bit more time to develop the script and kind of push back on the writers Mm -hmm. and stood up for my opinions on actors, Mm -hmm. I think the projects might've turned out a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but on like, you know, on that particular job I'm talking about, I was just kind of focused on equipment and yeah, making it look pretty. <clears throat> but if the story's crap, it's not going to. Yes. And crap you said something earlier that I really loved that if there's a really amazing script and a really amazing product, even if it's shot on an iPhone, it's going to be great yeah. because the story's good. The backbone is good. Yeah. And so I think if you start from, you know, start from that, I mean, especially from from a director, a director standpoint, um, you know, uh, it's important to say like, why are these characters doing this thing? Why is this happening? You know, what, mm-hmm. what is the story? Yeah. Um, versus, oh, am I, I'm going to shoot it on Alexa yeah. or like whatever. Yeah. Um, so, and that doesn't, I, that can, I'm thinking of things that can apply to me and everyone. Like I could buy the most expensive high brand oils or spices or, oh, as you said earlier, like you can be head to toe decked in expensive Lululemon gear, but if you're not actually doing the workout or doing the yoga, like it's not, (laughs) what's the point? Yeah. Like you don't need Lululemon, which sorry, Lululemon, (laughs) like you're really flipping expensive. Yeah. Like if you can work out in scrubs, Yeah. And still get a product. Yeah. So don't get, I think, I think the thing is like being hung up on having enough equipment or having enough of the right thing to do the thing is is bullshit because people have done a lot more with a lot less. And it really, at the end of the Mm -hmm. day is, um, doing the work or or for me, the story wins every time. So that was definitely a fail that I learned from before I do any other job. Yes, the technical specs of things are important mm-hmm. because you want it to be the best it can be. Yeah. But that's all dependent on budget and like you better make sure that the story is there. Yeah. So to make a long rant even longer, that's that's my fail. <laughs> no, that was great. Yeah. What about you? Um, yeah. So I have three fails that I've definitely learned from. And the first one is the fact that in the beginning I spent time on – I was looking at when I first got my first client for cooking – I was looking at how other people ran their business and I was looking at the company Kettlebell Kitchen, which they're a huge company that you go online and you pick, I want this meal, this meal, this meal. And then they make mass production out of it. Like they make multiple of those meals a day and long story short, they were charging some, they were charging, I think, ten ninety nine a meal or 10 bucks a meal, which they can do because their volume is so high. And I thought, okay, well, I'll, I'll, to be I'll do that too. I'll right. be, I'll be easy on price because that's what other people are paying. Um, and it didn't, it took me a couple months to realize, wait a minute, 
I am not doing what Kettlebell Kitchen is doing. I am doing something so much better than Kettlebell Kitchen. I'm not making one meal for everybody. I am making individual specific meals for each of my clients' dietary needs restrictions. If they want to lose weight, if they want to gain weight, what tastes they like, what they don't like. I am way, 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 way more specific than Kettlebell Kitchen. Super boutique. And if I am spending X amount of hours... Divide that by how much I'm making an hour. I'm not making that much an hour. This is not lucrative for me. I have to change and adjust my prices to make it lucrative for me. Of course, in the beginning, when you're starting a business, you do have to, you can't start off by saying, I'm going to make this much money because that's what I have to do to survive. Sure. Um, but there is a balance and a fine line. Well, you could, you could go that way. Some people can. I you mean, could. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, I think that. I think that's interesting because what you do is super boutique and mm-hmm. um, totally worth the value mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, to have that is yeah. insane. And I've had a client who uses Kettlebell Kitchen and now that I cook for him, he was like, oh, wow, I'm you are more expensive than what I'm used to paying, a.k.a. I'm used to paying for Kettlebell Kitchen. And then my response is, yeah, but... I'm not. I'm, you're not, you're going to, the reason why you're coming to me is because you're bored of one, you're bored of the same meals Two, You need something more specific just for you. And that's what I'm doing for you. And his quick response was, Oh, Oh, I know. Like, that's why I'm coming to you. Mm. I just was surprised, but this is what I'm willing to pay because. Well, are the owners of Kettlebell Kitchen sitting down with this guy and being like, Hey, what are your goals? I want to figure out your taste buds. I want to tell me what you like. Tell me, do you like this meal? They don't give a fuck. They're like, Oh, eat this. Yeah. Here's some bison. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) That's interesting. That's really interesting. And that plays into my other fail is not knowing and or believing what I'm worth. Ooh, that's a big one because it's personal. Yeah. And I remember our friend Tony, who you'll hear from. Tony's still alive, by the way. (laughs) He said, I remember our friend Tony. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) well, if you would let me finish. (laughs) I remember when our friend Tony said say a price that you have to like that you can laugh at laugh at because then it's a price that you know like oh this is what I want but I you have to get comfortable saying that yeah um and I remember when I came to him with the well this is what I'm charging right now you know ten dollars a meal what kettlebell kitchen is but this you know I came to him with that problem and he was like Al you're you're so much better than and so much more um, of a, um, as you said, boutique than Kettlebell Kitchen. Like, you're worth so much more. So he kind of put it in perspective yeah. for you. And so then when I upped my prices and changed my prices, I told a um, prospective client, this is what my rate is. And she goes, oh, wow, you're expensive. We used to have someone come cook for us and she was $25 an hour. And at the time, I can't remember if I was charging 50 or 75 an hour. Um, I think I was 50 an hour at the time. Um, and I said, yeah, but was that woman making specific? And I went into all of the things that I do and she goes, oh no. And she still hired me, even though she said, Oh wow, you're expensive. Yeah. She still hired me because she knew what she was getting totally. and I had a good product and I knew I had a good product. And if I didn't know that, I probably would have said, "Oh, okay, well then I'll do it for half of what I was going to." So knowing what you're worth and setting your price based on that. That's a big one. It is I a mean big that one. that goes for me too. I mean, I I can relate to that like yeah. pricing someone Pricing it so that you'll get the job versus pricing it at what you're worth is huge. Yeah. And if you're if if you're a prof if you're a professional, you know you're like, am I this good? So there's also that like, am I? But you'll grow into it, right? But is, yeah. there's all like I'm I, I relate to that. Am I good enough to handle this job in the way that it deserves to be handled? Mm. So believing and knowing your own worth yeah. is I think something that probably comes with a little bit of practice. Yeah. Um, you know, for people that maybe are just yeah. starting, like, yeah, don't be afraid to ask people in the same field. Yeah. Like, Hey, what do you, what does this cost? Yeah. Or, you know, do some market research. Totally. Find out if you can deliver the same thing. Why not? You're yeah. worth it. Yeah, totally. Trust yourself. Yeah. And my last fail that I've really learned from is how to optimize my time because it's just me. There were times where I had 
five clients I was cooking for, I think, and some of them, a lot of them were all over Manhattan. And when I realized, oh, wait, I could be, instead of making three trips to Whole Foods in one day and lugging around really heavy groceries that are breaking my shoulders off, I am going to order my groceries, which is going to make it a heck of a lot easier for me. I can get in and out of the house faster. I don't have to spend as much time. It's all about optimizing your time. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why would you not? Yeah. (laughs) If you're by yourself and you only have a certain amount of hours in the day, optimizing your time. Yeah. So that means getting food delivered to people's houses, taking cars when you need to, charging them for what they should be charged, et cetera. Cool. Yeah. So let's spin this and talk about some of our nails. We're going to end on a high note. Yep, ending on a high note. All right, kids, get ready for it. What do you got? Um, My first nail is optimizing my time. (laughs) Learning how to optimize my time. That's awesome. Was totally, it was totally a game changer for me. And there are still times where I believe that going grocery shopping is going to be better for me, that I can just, now that, excuse me, now I'm so fast at just running into Whole Foods, grabbing the things I need and bouncing. Sometimes that is easier for me, but sometimes it's easier for me to order groceries and have them delivered. Um, Sure. So that is my first nail. My second nail is hiring someone. I saw the business growing, and I saw that I could either make a little bit less and hire someone to help my, to help optimize my time hey, there it is. <laughs> and to also help with the like mental, the, my mentality of not being so stressed and literally having extra hands there was very, very helpful for me. And going back to one of our, uh, cons is not having you know, paid vacation and not being able to make money while I'm gone. Now that I have hired help, I have trained her. And when I was gone for a month, I had, I hired help for her and she was able to, to cook while I was gone. And it was such a game changer for me because I've always been, I try and my best to plan my time off or vacation around when I typically see my clients Mm. because, you know, I, I, want to be there for them. Yeah. But this is, this is totally a game changer for me and I can see how I can now grow the business even more and take on more clients. So yeah. yeah. And how much of that comes with uh, finding the right people? I mean, I know the stat, the people that you have are amazing. Yes. So I first hired my sister when she was living here and that was obviously wonderful because I got time with her and she actually told me like she learned a lot from, from cooking and being with me. So then I thought about, well, who, who has told me that they want to learn from me and who, who do I know has like good worth ethic and and whatnot. So I hired my, uh, my dear friend, Erin and she, she's, she is such a rock star. She, she is such a rock star. It's incredible. Um, cool. And, um, and what's great about you know, making people's dreams come true is she told me when she was visiting her family over Christmas vacation, they needed to whip up a meal really quick and she cooked dinner. She made stuffed sweet potatoes. Uh Yeah. She made dinner for everybody. And that's um, awesome. Yeah. It was really fun to hear her say that, that she's learned. So well, they're learning a skill set too. I mean, like that's a, that's a cool thing. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So you kind of vet who you who you pick. Yeah. And so it's not like you're handing the work off to someone that's just oh, like, Oh God, it's very of course important. Not. Yeah. yeah and that's awesome. when I knew, and it, when I made the choice of, Hey, I think I could still have Aaron cook for me while I'm gone. It wasn't, I wasn't coming from a place like, Hey, I can make money while I'm gone. It was, she, I recognize that she can do this mm. and I recognize that my clients would like this to mm. continue having sure. my service right, quote right, unquote, right, right. when I'm gone. So that's when I realized like the light bulb came on. Whoa, mm. Hey, this can still happen. Was it kind of hard to release the reins a little bit? No, not oh, at all. Cool. That's I trust good. Aaron a hundred thousand percent and Aaron, I hope you're listening right now <laughs> and I hope you're smiling because I tell you this and I, you just need to hear yeah, it. Yeah, That's awesome. Um, we love you, Aaron. That's great. Yeah. And then my last nail is something that I still sometimes struggle with, but 
it goes to turning to social media is being very true and honest on social media. People connect to that. Mm. And um, talking about my struggles on social media or directly with my clients makes me more relatable to them. And I have seen a shift in my community that I'm trying to grow on Mm -hmm. social media is being more honest. And instead of looking at other people and trying to do what they are doing, just being true to who I am and what I know and what I'm good at and putting that out there yeah, has been a huge nail for me. I mean, something I consistently struggle with is not caring what other people think. Mm Mm-hmm. It's, it, I, it really every, is, a, like every, it's crippling. Someone's lying if they say that they don't struggle it's, with it's that. It's crippling. Even doing this, I'm like crawling out of my skin a little bit. It's, <laughs> you know, kind of hard to get out of your comfort zone. It is for mm-hmm. me to be honest with people and talk about that. Yeah. So yeah, good yeah. on you. That's great. Yeah. Um, so what are some of your nails that you have learned? Uh, where's my list? I made, I made a list for this. Um, I'd say some of the nails um, would be trusting your gut. Mm-hmm. Um, even when your gut might be conflicted, um, I mean, you know, when have you trusted your gut that it's really, <sighs> well, when, after, to after I made like my first short film and I, and I got the feeling of this, this is what you should be doing mm-hmm. with the rest of your life. Um, that was, that was a, you need to follow this no matter what, even yeah. though it was scary. And like the whole time my brain was being like, my brain was like, this makes yeah. absolutely no fucking sense. You're gonna make any money. No one makes money doing art. No one makes money doing films. No one do- like this is not a thing. You yeah. need to stop. Pump the brakes. Mm-hmm. And my gut's like, nah, dude. I think we can make it. It's yeah. like I think we can make that jump. Like I, you could do it. <laughs> you know. I could totally. Make I could that totally jump. make that jump. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it was like the head versus you know the head versus the heart. Yeah. Um, and I'm I've always been kind of a just go with what feels good kind yeah. of a person. So yeah, uh, trusting my gut has been big and also trusting my gut with like the people I involve mm-hmm. with myself, like, yeah, like Nathan, my business partner. I mean, I would, I would yeah. trust him with anything. I do. I do. He has you all do. my passwords with, yeah. you know, um, he has all my internet passwords and we yeah. share a bank account. I mean, trusting the people around you that you surround yourself yeah. with, not only to, not only within like Hollywood, the business itself, but like, all the independent the contractors work I work with, with yeah. you know, so I'm getting to the point, you yeah. know, kind of like you said with, with Aaron, where all, you know, some of the jobs I'm doing, all I'm doing is sending like four or five emails mm-hmm. and then I'll set people up. They do the job. It gets edited. I get the return thing on my desk for, for feedback mm-hmm. and then I send it off and it's, and it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Trusting uh, your guts. Trusting huge. my guts. Huge. I think another nail um, for me would be, uh, getting, getting an office space. Yeah. That was uh, huge. Yeah. So that was huge. Yeah, it was great. And, uh, you know, in the, in the, in the spirit of full honesty, like you were not super pumped about that at first. No. Um, I think you were, you were against it actually. It, it I, was kind of a point of contention for us, like in our relationship for sure. Well, I think that's a little bit of a stretch dramatic really a little bit yeah well, it wasn't the, like a fight but we were definitely like in in a, in a strong disagreement yeah we were so we were yeah because Strong, I, strongly disagree yeah i i didn't see it as i saw this new company that was starting off and didn't have a lot of um extra cash flow so i saw it as it would be more beneficial for you guys, even though it's hard to work from home, to continue working from home until you have that extra cash flow to then pay for something instead sure. of then kind of working backwards in a sense. Right. Um, however, getting a space at Workville was so, so beneficial for your mental health, for our relationship and for the company. Yeah. So, so, so many good things came from it. Yeah. So well, I can say that even though I was against it. And even as you were there, it was still of, why are you guys doing this? Why yeah. are you spending the money to have a space when you you don't need the copiers and the fax machines and like all these extra great perks that these workspaces have, which is great for a lot of companies, but for someone who just sits with their headphones on at the computer, 
you could do that at a tiny little space in Brooklyn sure. for, you know, half the price or whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, I but think... But it was great for you. Totally. Uh, well, it also allowed me to be at work when I'm at work and to mm-hmm. be home when I'm home. And uh, that, was the, that was, the I think, the biggest nail. Totally. Yeah, I think um, my mental state got a hell of a lot better because, you know, if I'm working from home yeah. and I'm staring at my computer in the other room... Yeah. It goes into the never clocking in and out. Dude, I mean, that's the other thing. If I don't have to, if I can be in pajamas and have Game of Thrones on, like, (laughs) come on, son. See ya. Come on, son. (laughs) Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not getting anything done. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Uh, So I think, but also my productivity went up. Yeah. um, The meeting of, the meeting clients went up. Everything, everything went through the roof. Uh, Well, not through the roof, but yeah, got, yeah. you know, And that is a benefit of working at these workspaces that they're so, that people, they're all over the place now yeah. is the networking is built within it. Yeah. And that's great. Also, also though, like just for me af- after being in that culture as a creative, um, there wasn't a lot of that in some of the spaces that I was in. It was kind of like everyone's competitive. Mm. Everyone's kind of better than everyone else. I mean, the tech world I think is kind of fucked. I mean, I'm not involved in that. Yeah. And I think Tony would probably have some other things to say, but like I didn't get a lot of love in mm. that particular space. Whereas like, now we have an office. But you in, did from some. From some, right, yeah. right. But like now, you know, we're we have a different office space in Brooklyn, which mm-hmm. is way bigger. Yeah. Um, and, and it's not it's a, in a community it's not a of artists. Workspace. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's private. So that's yeah. a lot. That's that's also been a big thing. Is like having yeah. privacy and being able to like shut the yeah. world out and go into a dungeon for when you got to get stuff done. It's been great. Yeah. Uh, last that one. That was a great. That was that was a great nail for you. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and the last nail. Was uh, the last nail actually started from a fail, which is interesting. <laughs> um, right as Hallelu started, I had gone through this interview process with the company for a sales job. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't quite sure. I mean, if I if I had to be honest with it, like, I don't know why I was doing it. I think it was I, like for security. It was like a good job. It was, it was, like it was security and, and our friend who was trying to get you the job. Was made, really pulling for was me. Was really pulling for you and made it seem like you're going to get this job and it's going to be great for you. Yeah, totally. He was yeah. coming from a place of, I, I got of, of love and he wanted to support you, which totally. was amazing. Mike lean, if you're listening and I hope you are, thank you for that. <laughs> um, so I went through the whole process, got down to the final interview, uh, and ended up not getting it and kind of sat with it. I remember I was sitting outside of the CrossFit gym, just being like, what the fuck, man? And, but it was at that also at that moment that I was like, this is a sign that what yeah. I'm doing is what I should be doing. Yeah. This other thing would have only distracted me. Yeah. It would have and been. And we talked about that when you were interviewing and going for it. It was, yeah. what's going to happen when you get this and what is this going to look yeah. like for yeah. this even potential Nathan, Hallelujah company Yeah, and even starting. Nathan was like, I don't think it's a good idea, man. Like, I don't yeah. think it's a good idea. And Nathan's always very honest. Yeah. I mean, we're honest with each other. Yeah. To like, to the point of like, you know, if it, even if it's something you don't want to hear. Yeah. Um, and he said that he's like, I just don't think it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. And I didn't get it. And I, I know he was happy. He was like <laughs> sad for me, but he was also kind of happy. But also yeah. for some reason it was just like, that's what I needed to kind of like for the trigger, the light to yeah. go, whatever the aha yeah. moment was. Um, yeah. I mean, so, and you know, I don't know if it was whether Mike had like convinced me, he like, he convinced me that I wanted this job or yeah. not. Um, and ultimately, like, he ended up leaving the company when, like, <laughs> when I didn't get hired because, uh, you know, he had thrown a couple of other people up for that job. But anyways, uh, that was that was a, a huge um, nail for me was yeah. not getting not getting the corporate cushy yeah. job. Um, so, yeah, you know, and yeah. also this whole episode uh, was kind of born out of Nathan's nails and fails idea. I just yeah. wanted to say that <laughs> Nathan, uh, my business partner, Nathan, did a cabaret that's amazing called uh, nails and fails. And, um, yeah, I, I love that so idea. Great. So great. Yeah. Thanks, Nathan. Thanks, Nate. <laughs> um, we're going to have so, Nate on the podcast too. Hundo. I think he'll be episode hundo, hundo, four hundo. maybe. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, so our final nail kind of, I guess it's a nail. The, the final thing we wanted to point on is how we have always respected each other's business and passion and art Art. from the very beginning of our relationship. And I think um, if there's 
couples out there who one is starting something and one is more stable or both are starting something or, or whatnot, um, is to just make sure that you respect each other's passion. And sometimes, you know, sometimes Holly Lou comes before me. And as much as that hurts because I want to be with you 24 seven, I just want to put you in my pocket. (laughs) Um, I know that it's nothing personal. It's this is something you have to do to grow your business and grow your passion and vice versa. Sometimes I know I have to choose Dancing Ginger over you. And I also and I know, well, it's fine. Corey's not going to. Corey, Corey, you know, respects that and encourages me to do that. Well, also, I mean, that goes along with like, you know, when you were in Tel Aviv and like the idea of you moving to Tel Aviv and people are like, what are you going to do if she has to move there? And I was like, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. You know, um, because art comes first, because if you're not happy with your life, yeah, you're not going to be able to show up for me yeah. in the way that you want to. Yeah. And I think it goes vice versa. So, yeah. And um, we've always, from the very beginning of our relationship, we have always supported each other's arts totally. and passions. And that's something I really believe is important for relationships and even if you're not starting your own business even if it's just a a job that you want to get hired for it still is very important for your significant other to or and or partner who whomever to support you and know that those decisions yeah but i mean the, i mean hollywood is going on three years old and there are some people out there who work jobs where they're like, Hey, I'm going to start this thing and I'm probably not going to make a lot of money for the next three years. People would be like, absolutely not. Yeah. You know, um, which I mean, that's just, that's their answer, but I, it's, yeah. it's important to try to be supportive. And, um, I think, I think that if you are supportive, I mean, too, th- there's, <laughs> there's a fine line with that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But yeah, I think, uh, you gotta be supportive of the one you love totally. for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, that completes Nails and Fails, Pros and Cons. <laughs> and <laughs> Hopefully you learned something. That's it for Nails and Fails, Pros and Cons <laughs> of entrepreneurship and business ownership. Yes. And to close up the, uh, the we episode. We have two small little quick segments. Um, so, Corey, um, what, what are the segments? What has been your latest obsession this past week? Uh, sparkling water. (laughs) (laughs) I've become somewhat of a sparkling water connoisseur. Oh my gosh. If anybody has, I'm just going to, I'm going to email LaCroix and say, please sponsor us because my husband is double fisting your product. Uh, (laughs) That sounded (laughs) terrible. They're definitely not going to sponsor if you say that. <laughs> My husband's double fisting your product. Okay, it's got G rated uh, or D rated or whatever. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, no, sparkling water. Uh, I have taken February off of booze and in. Uh, in and picked up, picked up <laughs> February sparkling, sparkling water. Sparkling water. Yeah, LaCroix. I feel great. Yeah. So hydrated. Yeah. Pee and clear. Clear. Being clear. Oh um, what has been your latest? I already know what you're gonna say. Yeah. Tell me about it, honey. Yeah. Um, Corey, I, I'd heard about it because it won awards and everyone was talking about it, but I hadn't seen it until this week. Um, Mrs. Marvelous, Marvelous Mrs. Mrs. Maisel. I never know the titles of shows. Do you know why you like that show? Why do I? Because like that you show? like Gilmore Girls, and it's the same writer. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, same writer. Oh, that makes sense. Her speech patterns, yeah. The talking over each yeah, other. Yeah, I mean, that's quick, also fast-paced just... fast-paced dialogue, yeah. yeah. No, it's a great show. If you haven't seen it, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah, it's so stinking cute. Prime. It's so stinking cute. It's great. Yeah, love it. Um, cool. What made you laugh this week? Um, okay, <laughs> so Tony told us about this... Um, what's his name? Tom Segura. Tom Segura. Joe Rogan's crew. (laughs) Stand up on Netflix. And it is so funny. Oh my gosh. And the thing that made me laugh the most is I can't, obviously I can't deliver it like he can. um, But he's doing a bit about his kids. Watch it. And he talks about how there's a reason why babies are so cute. They made babies so cute so that you don't like smother them them and punch them in the face. And then he, (laughs) he's like sideways and he turns to the camera and he shakes his head and he goes, 
Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Tom Segura on Netflix. There's so just, many yeah, other good, and there, I know that there's other things that I was just crying, laughing over, but highly recommend it's so you funny. go and watch my that. My friend it's Carlos, so Carlos Womack, uh, shout out to Carlos Womack, uh, recommended that, and I finally watched it, so I got to text him and be like, yo, thank you, yeah, dude. so funny. Go do it. Thank so, you, Carlos. Yeah. What have you left the most at this week? Um... I mean, other I was going to say, other, other than Tom talking. Segura. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I have one. Okay. So Tony, Tony sent us this text message uh, from our old friend, <sighs> Stephanie Miller. And the text message said, no, Alexa, disregard. <laughs> and so something happened where she was watching a show. And, it and said, her Alexa kept her Alexa on. said, oh, texting Tony Ubertacio. And she's like, no, Alexa, disregard. So the text came through. <laughs> but then also there was audio where you hear her in her living room. And she's like, no, Alexa, disregard. Oh, God. So that, that, definitely, that definitely made me crack up. Very funny. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, uh, I hope that everyone, I hope everyone listening has an amazing week. Yes. I uh, have a wonderful hump day. Yeah. Um, I hate that saying. Why? I just think it's weird. Okay. Well, getting over the hump. So yeah, get no, your mind I, out of the gutter, I, woman. I, no, that's not why she's going to jump on the table. <laughs> Don't do it. It's just, it's just weird, but I get it. And that's why we have our podcast coming out on yeah. a Wednesday. Get you through on at the... This, over the hump. Over the hump. Uh, thank you for listening to the Husband and Wife Talk podcast. Yeah. I'm Corey. You can find me on Instagram at Corey underscore Lauren. L-O-R-E-N. You can find my production. Did produ- you know that? <laughs> you know that? You can find my production company, Hallelujah Productions, on Instagram at H-A-L-L-E-L-O-O Productions. Uh, yeah, lots of good stuff on there. Yes. And, and where can we find you, wife? I am Alex, and you can find me on Instagram at Dancing Ginger Alex because I am a dancer. I am also a ginger, and my name is Alex. It's <laughs> oh, so fucking meta. Yeah, yeah. I love it. All right, guys, uh, make sure you tune in next week. We're going to have our first guest, Tony Ubertacio, whoop, on. Whoop. We're going to talk business. We're going to talk reading. We're going to talk. Uh, so many best things. practices uh, things. stay tuned for that i love you all um also if there's any topic you want us to cover oh yes please, please don't, reach out to us yeah, please don't let hesitate. us know social uh email Mess, uh, message us yeah. make sure you subscribe and if you have any thoughts you can also write that you can rate us yeah and uh, subscribe Yes. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. Call to action. Yeah. <laughs> Call to action. Uh, please like us and subscribe. Yep. All right, guys. Got That's you. it for this week. Love you. Thank ya. you. Bye. Love you, wife. I'm